Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. Monday nights, 9 p.m. is Ask Abhijit time. And as always, Abhijit Ayer Mitra is here with answers to your questions. So let's jump straight into Q&A. First, let's welcome Abhijit Ayer Mitra. Abhijit Ayer Doran Mitra, Namaskaram. Slava Rasi, Ukraine Nash. <laughs> we'll ask you for what that means. Also, I owe you an answer, viewers, on what was the Hindu name of uh, M.K. Stalin. I heard this thing from Dr. Swami. So if you think it is not correct, I will check with him again. But uh, I'll say this in the middle when uh, Abhijit is on a water break. First question, Abhijit, Ishant wants to know, when do you think nuclear stalemate will be broken and major countries will again start to fight in broad way? There will be packs. Americana can be broken. Look, I don't think nuclear stalemate is going to get broken. Okay, it's a sheer dread of it. Nobody even wants to test the theory because the, the there's lo been lots of theoretical testing of the theory. I think in Foreign Policy magazine, uh, uh, about 10 years, 10, 12, maybe years back, there was this piece saying, you know, no, Hiroshima didn't win the war. Nuclear weapons don't win wars. Uh, uh, they're a bad idea and things like that. It's a very sensible argument. The question is, are you brave enough to test it? So, uh, I don't think a nuclear stalemate is going to be broken anytime soon. Next question, please. Maliban Bhattacharya, was Russia a capitalist society? No, it never was a capitalist society. See, it started off, uh, it, it was probably the last European country to industrialize. Uh, it was uh, a uh, overwhelmingly agrarian society. The industrialization then happened under uh, Stalin, uh, who transformed it from an agrarian to an industrial society. Uh, and remember, serfdom itself uh, was abolished in Russia very, very late, 1870, 1880, something like that, uh, maybe even later. Uh, because, you know, uh, there really was no big business or whatever happening out there then the communists and after communism it was essentially an oligarchy uh, a state oligarchy in a sense uh, you know the king's loyal party so no they've never known capitalism in their entire existence next question from ibiza karaja which language would you recommend learning spanish or arabic romance business etc <laughs> Uh, try romancing your girl in Arabic. She'll probably slap you and think you're uh, threatening to slit her throat or something like that. So no, go with Spanish. Though I personally prefer Arabic. I think it's a beautiful language, but much nicer than Spanish if you learn to speak it. But uh, go for Spanish. Nishant Varma wants to know, if India recognizes Russia acts in Ukraine, can the same be bargained for India if it tries anything in POK? Hypothetical. No. Look, like what we've seen is, uh, this really depends on how many friends you have in the West, etc, etc. The West did the same thing in Iraq. Did you see any sanctions? Did you see any condemnation? Nothing. But when Russia does it, everything, all hell breaks loose, right? So no, uh, it really doesn't matter what you do. The, if, if you want to get things done, you have to suck up to the West. That's basically it. Ravi Datani wants to know, how much has the Christianization of Punjab progressed? Will this lead to a majority? 
I don't know, but it could. Uh, I have I I've really not seen a single reliable figure on the ground that's based. There's a lot of guesstimates, and I don't go by guesstimates. I want to see some kind of methodology. I've seen none. Um, ASR Kaul wants to know how should we deploy funds to develop the next generation of high quality researchers in social sciences. What you should do is instead of having general scholarships at universities, uh, you should first have centers of excellence uh, in each district where people are selected and they compete through problem solving for scholarships. Okay. Uh, instead of just wasting money on subsidizing everyone and everything irrespective of marks and score. Hardik Thanki wants to know, thoughts on India-UAE trade deal and its strategic significance? Oh, I don't know. I didn't even read that there was a trade deal. When did this happen? I think a month ago, month or so ago. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, I, I don't know. Last week. Last week. Okay. Okay. That's Sorry. Uh, for the, for the last two weeks, ever since this Ukraine thing started for the last uh, month, I've been focused entirely on Ukraine. My I, I don't have mind space for anything else right Your now. blinkers are on for Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Dash Desai wants to know, Stalin, Mao, Hitler all took guns away from the people. Does India need the Second Amendment? Okay, see, this is a very problematic argument, right? I've seen that famous video of, uh, you know, this Austrian woman saying, oh, Hitler took away our guns. That's how uh, he could, you know, rule us and we couldn't protect ourselves. Uh, look, this is rubbish. Okay. Uh, uh, America has guns because remember, at that time, right up to 1890, you had Indian attacks, as, as to say, Native American attacks on American settlers expanding west and things like that. Okay, You had uh, the Mexican army coming in in the south into Texas and things like that right up to, I think it was 1901 or 1902, and attacking remote settlements in America. So America needed guns for a completely different set of reasons. Uh, China, uh, Russia, and uh, uh, Germany those reasons simply didn't exist. Okay, so you can take away guns without having Stalin, Mao and Hitler. Uh, it's, it's, it's perfectly doable. So don't worry about it. It's um, no, we absolutely do not need a Second Amendment. Dilip is the Dilip wants to know is the restraint case against Audrey Trushki any meaningful? Uh, well, for the time being, it is because I think there's a criminal forgery uh, charge being filed against her now uh, because, you know, forgery is a very serious issue. She forged the signatures of uh, uh, four, five, six different people claiming uh, 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 that they had signed in her uh, something in her uh, uh, supporting her. She tom-tommed it uh, and it turns out that they hadn't signed it and now she's claiming right-wing folks have uh, 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 forged their signature or whatever. We'll get to know because I think Google is also being impeded into that case to provide details of who set up that document first and which, uh, because you know, in order to edit or sign a document, you have to sign in using Google on Google Docs. So you'll get to know who signed in, what that IP address and everything was. 
So, uh, you know, no, uh, I think the uh, criminal forgery case is much more serious and uh, 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 much more important. But yes, the restraint case was necessary because it has uh, uh, rattled her quite uh, significantly. And uh, what uh, 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 how, what is the punishment for forgery? Shri, do you know? Uh, I think it is uh, some years in prison. Forgery, I mean, it depends upon what. If it's uh, cash, if it's a check forgery, I think it might be little, little. But here there is a defamation involved. So there is a punitive and compensatory damages. So it could be quite big. No, I don't to... think we have... We, we don't have punitive and compensatory damages in India. In America, you might. But in India, it's two years for forgery. Two years in jail for forgery. You know what? I think he should sue, sue her in US. Uh, I think it, that would be too expensive. Uh, and, you know, suing her on ho her own home you can, term. You can sue on contingency basis. But anyway, we can talk about that later. Okay. Next question. Uh, these were all last week. So we have made quick time and done all the last week's questions. Here is the latest one from today. Go ahead, please. Mandar Karnik wants to know how to better learn, understand and make second order effect predictions and analysis in an academic way. Hmm. Well, draw a chart. I think we asked this last week, didn't we? There was something to do with uh, second order effect. I think here's a maybe maybe how do you model it or something like that okay so how you model it is first put down a course of action as in draw it draw it on a big uh, you know chart paper then look at <clears throat> every single sector that gets impacted by this decision or impacts the efficacy of this decision so you know decision what all affects the decision and what all does the decision affect okay then match the two what affects the decision and what the decision affects see correct the lines and see what the second order effects are then with the second order effects go and see uh, uh, put a uh, uh, like say uh, a chart of uh, uh, the first uh, say month then uh, uh, two years and then five years. And then you see how it, you will automatically be able to draw the things out. It's simply a question of training the mind. That's it. Uh, next question from Abhishek. Sir, why does agrarian and pre-industrial does tend to be much more violent and are patriarchal? They're not necessarily patriarchal. Huh? You have a lot of uh, matriarchal pre-agrarian, pre-industrial societies as well. Uh, sorry, agrarian and pre-industrial. Uh, why they tend to be much more violent is resource competition. Remember, in the industrial age, you can just keep producing excess amounts of energy through chemical energy, right? Coal or nuclear or whatever. And the energy is unrestricted almost. And you can, uh, you know, uh, just keep doing... Uh, you you can keep expanding wealth. In an agrarian society, you are highly dependent on the seasons, number one. So if things go wrong, there's a even more than normal resource constraint. Land can only produce so much. Therefore, crops are, uh, uh, food is limited, but your society will keep expanding more and more and more. So that produces uh, uh, social uh, 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 violence. 
uh, which is why uh, you know uh, and these insecurities increase if you are a nomad uh, uh, society so nomads would be the worst then sedentary uh, 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 pastoralists then uh, 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 agrarians and finally pre-industrial uh, 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 societies Aditya wants to know, considering Ukraine uses Russian weaponry, how probable is it that their entire EW has been compromised? Mm, good question. Uh, not much, apparently. Because if uh, you go to my timeline today and check, the Russians are flying their planes low. Uh, why do you fly your planes low? Because uh, flying low is uh, very dangerous. You know, you can be shot down by absolutely anything under the uh, sun. So it's clearly an indication that the Russians simply don't have proper electronic uh, warfare or uh, 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 counter-infrared uh, devices. So clearly it's not compromised. No? What is the process you use? Aditya wants to know, what is the process you use to write articles? How do you manage, curate the ideas? Oh, okay. So the process I use is very simple. Uh, first, I spend about an hour or so thinking about it and drawing a very basic flow chart of how it's going to flow. Uh, how do I curate ideas? Well, I've already got them floating in my head because like I said, I read a lot. Next question from Chaitanya Naidu. Why didn't Putin pull a page out of Hafiz al-Assad playbook in Lebanon where he created Hezbollah-like shadow army consisting of Ethnic Russians destabilize the Ukraine permanently. Mm, he tried. That's what the Donetsk and Luhansk army, ar armies and militias were. They went very successful. Sachin Sharma wants to know, what is your view on the vision IIS and their enlightening teachers and training? You're going to hear at 10.30. I'm on a spaces with work flicks, so come and listen in. <laughs> All right, one more thing to do for you viewers. Uh, but let's is... just say from that, let's just say from my smile, I clearly don't have a very high opinion of them. Huh? HSEDNA TV wants to know China's GOP, GDP per capita is $10,000, but considering the debt mountain, it would be at $5,000, whereas India is at $2,000. Can't India catch up or, if possible, overtake it? No, boss. Because remember, this is, you know, it isn't such a direct calculation. Huh? Uh, uh, there's a lot, you know, it's like uh, you can be thin like Sri Ayer. But, you know, to go from that thin to have a model like six-pack abs, do you know how much work it takes? So fine, it's much tougher for me being fat to first get to Sri Ayer weight and then actually it isn't apparently. People tell me that if you're fat, putting on muscle is easier because they need to bulk up and crap like that. Okay. So it's not a linear process. Looking good takes a lot of weights and hard work at the gym and all of that. And, you know, getting to that 5,000, anyway, that's not how it's calculated. You can't just subtract the debt because a lot of growth is based on debt and things like that. It's actually 10,000. Uh, and getting there is... Uh, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work. You you can't do it. 
Mandar Kanik wants to know, I believe cyber war capabilities are immaterial as long as the West controls platforms like Swift, social media, software, etc. What can be done to counter this? Several things. First is the legal countermeasures within the country, uh, right, wherein you uh, insist on certain kinds of equipment localization where losing it uh, or violating laws would cause an extremely heavy uh, burden on the company, uh, you know, which is why we were insisting on data localization, which the government has been so completely infiltrated. It also tends to, uh, you know, undermine its own policies in that regard. Uh, so, uh, you know, cyber war capabilities are required. Please understand these are not binaries. You also need cyber war capabilities and you need to control platforms like Swift, social media and all of that. Uh, uh, just, to, just to add to what you said, uh, Mandar, remember that uh, China actually took down Mumbai's grid on October 13, 2020 for about 13 hours. And they said they will do it and they did it. And like that, now you're seeing some hackers hack into Russia's systems and, and Russia's uh, systems have gone down yesterday or day before yesterday for a few hours. Likewise, Colonial Pipeline, which was a pipeline, arterial pipeline supplying uh, crude uh, or refined oil from down south into the New York DC area, that got shut down and got ransomed for Bitcoin. And this was all basically, you know, hacking into their computers and doing it. This is all cyber war. This is very big deal. Uh, it is not easy to do that. I mean, you, you have to stay ahead of all these things. So it's, it's a moving target. Next question, please. Debanjan Banerjee wants to know, do you think Imran Khan's Russia visit will help him to fight against Baluch Liberation Army, considering almost all Baloch militants have been trained in Russia in the past? Really? I haven't seen this of Baloch militants being trained in Russia. It's the first time hearing about it. So no, I, I, sorry, I don't know about this. Next question, please. Krishna Rao wants to know, do you think agriculture is an important identity to Punjabis because of the history of constant invasion that could always lead to famines and agriculture was the only savior then? No, no. Uh, this uh, uh, being tied to uh, land uh, has to do with a lack of modernization. Okay, uh, so it's not important to the Punjabi identity per se. Uh, uh, the, the importance of the farmer itself comes about during the 40s, 50s and 60s, especially with that uh, Jai Jawan, Jai Kisan slogan and things like that. Huh? So remember, this uh, agriculture to Punjabis is nonsense. Because, uh, you know, there, there are other parts, Kashmir, uh, which also suffered invasions, uh, Haryana, UP, which suffered invasions, Bengal, which suffered invasions, which don't have this intrinsic linkage to uh, agriculture. No. Krishna wants to know, under lockdowns and under Modi, Babu's got the most power in decades. So in such a scenario, will it not be hard to carry out bureaucratic reforms? It's not hard to carry out bureaucratic reforms. The problem is uh, the will to carry it out. Modi is too enraptured by his bureaucrats to carry it out. 
because the only thing that matters with bureaucratic reforms is your parliamentary majority. Mangesh Puranik wants to know, why is there lack of noise in the media from both right and left wing regarding Aichi's appointment? Is this sheer ignorance or Tata's PR machinery at work? It's Of course, it's Tata's PR machinery at work. Uh, but there have been some very significant pieces that have been written. Huh? Uh, uh, the problem is one of them is behind a paywall, but I'll tell you which one it is. Uh, Shri, if you can please, uh, I'm going to send it to you right now. Sure, uh, sure. If you can please... Um, We'll bring it up. Yeah. Uh, put it up in uh, 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 this. Uh, Show more section. We can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's something called the morning context. And it's. Uh, uh, it, it's an absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm going to send you the text as well. Got it. Got it. Uh, if you want to. Uh, share it with people because it's uh, let me just forward this as well um, yeah it's a, it's a fantastic piece because look his own record Aichi's own record at Turkish Airlines is highly problematic mm -hmm. um, and we're not even talking about the terrorism angle even from a management standpoint it's highly problematic right so uh, uh, go read this article uh, it's a very important article because it will show you that Aichi isn't half the uh, uh, cat's whiskers that he's cracked up to be. Plus, it's the Tata's PR machinery. Yeah, so we are working on bringing it up. Okay, there you are. Just can you show, show it briefly? You may not be able to see the whole article, but uh, we can at least show you the title. There you go. Next question, Kanda Batata. I have noticed that most of the popular OS INT accounts on Twitter are biased and are reporting only Russian casualties and buying Ukraine propaganda. Your thoughts? Correct. Yes, I agree. But it is what it is. You know, this is what, uh, who was it that made that point? Uh, Shivarur? That, you know... <coughs> The amount of scrutiny that was put on India's Balakot claim. You wish that the same editors had even put one fraction of the scrutiny on Pakistan's claim or on China's claims. And it's the same out here. Once they decide to run with an agenda, they run with an agenda. And there's no fact-checking happening, by the way. Hey, uh, on Balakot, uh, Abhijit, wasn't the bomb used something that just sucks out the oxygen from inside the bunker and leaves the bunker intact, which was why a lot of questions were asked? Uh, what? What? Where? The, the Balakot strike, the bomb that was used. No, 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 no. That, no, 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 no. That's a that that's called a fuel air bomb or a mm. thermobaric bomb. But no, that that thermobaric wasn't bomb. It. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So th that's uh, no. Uh, we, we didn't use fuel air bombs. We used uh, uh, a metal penetrator. Mm. Completely different thing. Abhijit Sudhakar wants to know, was Antonius Pius best Roman emperor? No war in his no. time. No. You can't judge an emperor just by the fact that there is no war in his time. Uh, it, it's, it's very good as a modern president or prime minister. But it's not a very good gauge of 
who was good or not uh, in uh, antiquity? Dia de Cruz wants to know, Putin declared Taiwan as part of China, but China isn't openly supporting Russia and abstained from voting. Did Putin expect this from his closest ally, China? When did Putin declare Taiwan a part of China? No idea. Yeah, I don't think he ever has. It's just mm -hmm. that they follow the one China policy. That's it. I don't think he's ever said Taiwan is a part of China. So, uh, no, I don't uh, think. I've never heard him say it. Uh, uh, Dia, do send me the link and ask me this question again with the yeah. link, please. And I will. Yeah, yeah. If we see the link, we will put it up. We'll, we'll try to open it up for us. Okay. Yeah. Krishna Rao. But, but just remember, remember, uh, recognition isn't a, a mutual thing. You may recognize something and the other party might not. So it's it's not a mutual thing. It's not even expected to be mutual in uh, international relations. Krishna Rao wants to know, do you think Modi has given up to bring about any change? Instead, he's taking us back to Indra time where Babu's ruled everything and where she was paranoid about anyone replacing her. Yes. In terms of economy, he's Indra 2.0. In terms of foreign policy, he's Nehru 2.0. I suspect in time, uh, his uh, all his policy will become Rajiv 3.0. Rajiv 3.0? Rajiv had only 1.0. Oh, sorry. Rajiv 2.0. And then after a while, he'll probably end up becoming Rahul 2.0. <laughs> what are you saying? Rahul hasn't even yet been a prime minister. Yeah. So, he, so, it, so the last term of Modi might be like the first term of Rahul. <laughs> All right, Abhishek wants to know, why did the United States kill Qasem Soleimani? Why would you not kill Qasem Soleimani? He was the mastermind that was screwing you over everywhere, uh, responsible for foiling all your foreign policy goals. Uh, why would you not want to kill him? Uh, there was all the stuff he was doing in Syria, in Lebanon, in Iraq, uh, 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 with the nuclear program in Iran. Uh, specifically with regards to terrorism uh, against Israel, uh, uh, Yemen. So, yeah, he had to go, boss. Hardik Thanki wants to know, how can India improve STEM education quality while being mm. affordable to middle class and lower class? I would request you to please repeat your ideas if you have said them before. Okay. Uh, look, one of the things, I don't know why people stop talking about it. Maybe the audience can tell me what happened. But I remember in 2011, 2012, there was a lot of talk of this uh, tablet that was meant to be given to kids. It was meant to be a 3000 rupee tablet or a 1000 rupee tablet or something like that. Nine inches, which would have allowed kids to... Uh, have their education, uh, you know, study from home or whatever, uh, way before. Uh, and one of the things that would do, look, there are two kinds of STEM education. One is the basic STEM education, which is kind of uh, a repetitive, learn by rote uh, system, which uh, uh, you uh, uh, need as your basics. And then there's the problem solving. There's lots of ways in which you can make STEM education problem solving through the distribution of tablets. Okay, the issue with that tablet always was one, for something that operates over a network, hmm, 
how do you ensure that it's only used for studies and not used by the rest of the family for entertainment b at that entry level cost because it's linked up to your education system how do you have top notch security on it so uh, 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 and number 3 of course was how do you charge it uh, and what about failure uh, equipment failure as well as wear and tear and things like that uh so you know we had worked out an elaborate we'd actually seen the statistics and worked out additional statistics on the uh, uh, sort of uh, arrangements for all of that but that was a extremely promising uh uh you talk about akash right ah yeah the akash tablet akash tablet that's the one do you know what happened to it uh, i have no idea but somebody just mentioned akash thank you sunil jakkaraju maybe you can yeah. add a little bit more on what happened to it please continue yeah so you know that would have been fantastic because you could have had things like problem solving personalization etc 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 uh so i really don't know what happened to it but you know i was really looking forward to it next question please arjun prabhu wants to know do you think andhra and punjab share the same fate that is both have christian cms a huge nri diaspora and are extremely feudal agrarian societies yes and no uh, because one remember has a sea coast so it actually has a much better <coughs> uh, 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 chance of industrialization and getting out of the rut uh, it it hasn't happened but that's a different matter but yeah they are similar except for what this one big issue yeah <clears throat> Chai wants to know Germany increased defense budget by 100 billion in is new cold war starting between NATO and Russia slash China what are India's options oh uh, well it's not starting it's already started okay it's a it's a it's it's uh, it's a hot cold war it, it's it, it's a lot hotter than I remember uh, I my as far as back as my memories go i can only think up to the um, i think my earliest memories are what 83 84 or something like that i never saw heat like this at that point of time huh? uh, <coughs> uh through the 80s i never saw this of course i wasn't alive during the peak of the cold war which was 60s and 70s but uh, 80s i did not see this so it's it's a very hot cold war and india's options is unfortunately because there's a new hot cold war is you know you go back to non alignment but at least do it right don't screw it up uh personally you know i would have said join an alliance if you were serious about reform your economy and industrializing but since we've all collectively taken a decision that we want to be a third world uh to use a trumpism shithole uh uh you know you might as well do non alignment because non alignment suits third world shit holes ji periyasami wants to know do you think india missed an opportunity by not aligning with us during the trump presidency mm yes yes uh not just the trump presidency also the obama presidency huh there was a lot to be gained uh ash carter was a huge 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 friend of india they could have, there was lots we could have done but again look it's the seriousness it's the seriousness of industrializing carrying out reforms uh, etc 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 if you're not willing to do all of that all of this is pointless see 
aligning with america is a package you're not getting the maximum out of the package uh uh you know it, it it's a it, think of it this way it's like going to a uh movie uh sitting gold first class or whatever those tickets are called but then only watching 10 minutes of the movie in between american box seats yeah uh, going to going aligning with america is fantastic if you're doing everything you need a market you're willing to industrialize you're willing to take all those hard decisions you want to enter the global financial system as a player you want access to you know uh, 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 protection oil uh, oil price protection etc 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 Uh, all kinds of things it comes as a package deal you can't pick and choose picking and choosing one is suboptimal because you end up paying more the the price of the entire box seat or gold gold, gold class seat or whatever it is uh, uh uh for just 10 minutes of the movie kanda batata wants to know why is the nagzi party considered far right despite being socialist where do they belong on the political spectrum hmm personally i put uh, the nazi party on the uh, center left uh they're somewhat more pragmatic than the left but uh, 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 labeling national socialists as right just because they are nationalist uh, i've never seen nationalism per se as right wing okay uh uh what makes you right wing is a being socially conservative and b being fiscally conservative which is to say you want accountability for every uh, dollar and dime spent uh the nazis were uh, not particularly fiscally conservative uh and they were socially well i wouldn't say conservative i would say socially regressive which can also be a function of a right wing but economically they were not which is why i put them as center left uh uh but you know th- this is one of those epistemological things where you know the uh, communists are so good at playing with language they can kind of concoct any kind of logic to place you anywhere uh that you want to be where they want you to be i can't hear you yes why is there not a new cold war between usa and china good question Have you ever considered China's money power is so great they bought so many people that they're using Russia as a tool to attract all the negative energy and paying people to focus on Russia rather than them Think about it Um uh, viewers there was an um a hangout that I had with uh, MD Nalapat where he outlined why Biden did this shift away from china and uh, painted russia as our biggest aggressor 
which can be traced to what is happening today, that you woke up a sleeping bear. Anyway, you can watch that hangout for uh, getting more out of that. Sachin wants to know, how can we set up a military industrial complex in India privately? Well, it's very easy. Uh, you first need a 30-year military plan. You need all the economies of scale and production cycles and everything planned out and work backwards from there. Because at $70 billion, you can manage a lot of things domestically. Uh, Japan does that. Okay, uh, Their budget is similar to our budget. Uh, uh, Germany can manufacture everything domestically if it wants. France does. So uh, you can very easily do it. It's not that tough. And the only thing you need to do is set up a sort of, uh, you know, uh, islanding of the defense sector, which is very easy to do because it's defense, because it's strategically important and nobody questions it. You can set up things like hire and fire laws for defense companies, create a special industrial zone for defense companies where such hire and fire laws uh, uh, <coughs> apply and best practices apply and things like that. And you can actually channel the best of India's talent into those industries. Setting it up as an island and developing it is one of the easiest, lowest hanging fruits that you can achieve. And I dare say that if you do it working backwards to a 30-year plan, you can actually indigenize up to something like 65 to 70% in about 10 to 12 years time. And this is why I get so angry when people don't do it. Harjit Singh wants to know, hey Abhijit, can China do that blitzkrieg to India what Russia did to Ukraine? No. No. They can't. Uh, see, the uh, joint border is a very difficult territory for China. We'll have heaps of warning when they're planning to do it. So, you know, they really can't. Uh, plus, we have a certain advantage, an air, air advantage opening out there. And for them, it's no walkover. Remember, operating out of Tibet, the same Sukhoi uh, is one third of the performance of a Sukhoi operating, one third of a performance and weight of a Sukhoi operating from the Indo-Gangetic plane. There are lots of issues out there. So, no, China basically can't. Bharti Watts wants to know, Hey Abhijit, do you think now is the time that India has to take the side of Ukraine? Absolutely not. Uh, if anything, uh, uh, I would say take the side of Russia. If you must, pick a side. But if uh, optimally, you do not pick sides. Least of all Ukraine. Gaurav Kataria wants to know, have either of you encountered people overseas that say India is bad because they think India is a genocidal nation? Mm. Yeah, I've actually encountered a lot of people who will come up to me and say, oh my God, uh, you know, is uh, like, what's happening in India? Like, it's so scary, the things we read. Thankfully, they're very few, huh? Uh, probably because of the company I keep. I don't suffer idiots. So if they were friends with somebody who was a friend of mine, I would probably be friends with them for much longer. So thankfully, you know, it kind of acts as a filtering mechanism. 
You know, in professional circles, India is regarded very highly. I think thanks to how India responded to the Y2K challenge by coming up with so many resources in such a short time. After that, India has been always looked up as someone who can deliver the goods, very reliable, apolitical, put their head down, you know, work hard and so on and so forth. But uh, whether that crosses that and goes into mainstream America, it depends. There are places where you don't see much industry like the deep south. I don't know how people look at India there. I haven't been there. Gaurav Kataria again. Abhijit, if our diplomats weren't so third rate, would we have been able to leverage our relationship with Russia to help Ukraine? Okay. See, there are two kinds of diplomacy that you can do. One is courier boy service. You know what Sweden or uh, Finland or Switzerland used to do at one point of time. And the second is active intervention diplomacy, which is, uh, you know, uh, what America used to do, uh, which used to involve going, giving SOPs to either side. Okay. If you agree to this piece, we will invest $20 billion in you. Uh, you know, we can get these concessions out. So they'll tell the Israelis, you give these concessions and we'll give you security guarantees and uh, this much investment. Uh, and they would have thought out those investments because th those would be neg uh, th those wouldn't be uh, subsidies. They would actually be investment investment. Now, we would have been in a position to act as courier boy if our diplomats went so third rate, but we would not have been able to do the kind of diplomacy America does if our entire bureaucracy and system of systems went so third rate. Next question, please. Sahil Mahajan wants to know, with Russia attacking Ukraine and China holding resources for months now, are they up to something more sinister? No, it doesn't look like it. Not to me. They seem quite caught unawares and uh, exasperated. I, I think exasperated is what... Uh, uh, defines the Chinese. Uh, I don't think they wanted this to happen when it happened. Uh, at least that's what my conversations in Beijing seem to indicate. Uh, as for the Russians, most Russians I know are in complete horror. So, you know, it's... Um, uh, I, I don't think anybody was planning this except maybe Putin and that too, not for long enough. So, viewers, we have a hard stop at 10 o'clock, which is about uh, 15 minutes from now. And I just wanted to tell you that uh, if you still get questions that we can't answer, that will have to be addressed at a future uh, date. We'll try to do it, but just wanted to let you know. We'll, we'll, wants... do, we, we'll record the questions on Wednesday and put it up, right? Wonderful, wonderful. Abhijit, any idea why UAE did not buy Tejas and Akash missiles? Are we capable of becoming defense exporter in the future? Look, Tejas and Akash are products of a defense science equivalent of the IAS. Okay, what the IAS is to industrial efficiency, the Tejas and Akash uh, are to technology. They, they're bureaucratic products, remember that. How do you expect them to be world beaters? Therein lies the problem. Like I said two questions back, 
if you start working with clarity, understand your limitations, you can become a defense exporter very rapidly. It's not like we don't have the talent. It's not like we don't have uh, even the human resources if you focus it into defense to do all of this. Korea can do it. Korea has got a huge defense industry. They've got a world-beating industry. Okay, Turkey has been able to do it. Why is India not able to do it? Tell me if this arms lobby was so jealous of us that, you know, India is this great power that's going to come. Vishnu's 10th incarnation, therefore we have to keep it down. Why did they let Korea become an arms uh, producer? Why did they let Turkey? And Turkey is becoming quite the arms producer. Huh? If you look at what the Bayratkar drones did in Azerbaijan and now they're doing in Ukraine, it's a very significant defense export. So how did they get there? They're much smaller than us. You can easily do it, boss. The problem is we're so wrapped up in ourselves. Abhijit, how dare you criticize the Tejas, traitor, uh, Lockheed Martin ka agent, Saab ka agent, Boeing ka agent. I've even forgotten whose agent I am now. I wish I were their agent. I want to make money. So if anybody from Boeing and Lockheed Martin are watching this, please contact me. Uh, send DM for inquiries for uh, advertising rate. Uh, but uh, 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 you, you can actually do it quite easily. It requires a slight application of brain and a slight discipline, not even too much discipline. Huh? But apparently we're even incapable of that. Next question, please. Manthan wants to know why we don't talk about 1946 elections as it gave legitimacy to ML as a representative of Indian Muslims and lead to direct action day. We do. Who says we Muslim don't League. Muslim it? League. Muslim I know, League. I know, I know. But yeah. but we do. I mean, what's to I, talk I about? Think, I mean, everybody knows it. I, I think the mistake was uh, in Congress not contesting 1937 elections to various state assemblies. If they had done that, then this would have been nipped in the bud. Because in 1937, Muslim League won, that suddenly they started getting counted. And British, you know, they didn't want to leave India until the naval mutiny happened. Karachi, Mumbai, Vizag, until then, they, they still, they, they were not going to leave just because Mahatma Gandhi and Congress wanted them to leave. They left because there was naval mutiny and they saw that uh, India was not taking it very kindly to the trial of the INA prisoners. And, and this was the, the inflection point where they realized that, first of all, they were bankrupt from the Second World War. Second of all, they felt that they had robbed and uh, pillaged and plundered India enough. There wasn't anything left. It was like uh, uh, an amka uh, seed, which, you know, after that's how India was. And that's when they left. So anyway, that is that is my take on it. You're saying something, please? Amki Gutli. Yeah. So that, that is the state that they left India in. And uh, India had to pick itself out of the hole and dig itself out of the hole. And we have been doing that ever since. Next question, please. Alan BR wants to know, Abhijit, did you retire? How do you earn your living? Aha! I'm not telling you how I earn my living. But mostly I dance for a living. I go from party <laughs> to party and society to society. And 
You know, I believe in peace through dance. And people love me and they sponsor me to come and dance. <laughs> True story. There was a movie about this. Um, Kriti Sanon made her debut in that. She just used to do that. A very funny movie. Anyway, uh, Vedananda Gaud, when can we have peace after this Ukraine war? What would be the outcome? I'm not seeing peace, boss. Because even if the kinetic part of the war is over, I'm seeing a horrible, nasty insurgency. huh? Uh, but uh, sanctions that have been put on, America, uh, on Russia are so great. There's nothing more that you can do, which means your ability to moderate Russian actions has pretty much gone out of the window. And I think if it starts hurting Russia, they will do something very, very, very bad. Next question, please. AK, can we cooperate with Taiwan on defense? What could be the implications? Yeah, you can completely cooperate with Taiwan on defense just so long as you don't announce it. You know, I think we should actually. I think what we should be doing is, you know, setting up uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, joint production facilities where you pretend that, you know, the first six ships that you build out of a class of, say, 48 ships, uh, you say the first uh, 20 ships, you know, oh, they're at the end of their life, even after three, four years, they're at the end of, our, end of their life and auction it off uh, to Taiwan. Or you can, you know, work on the designs quietly behind the scenes. You can work on designs for weapons quietly behind the scenes, act as a technology aggregator for them and things like that. There is so much you can do with Taiwan. Again, like I said, it requires just very little smart thinking on the side, which we seem incapable of doing. Srajan Dikshit wants to know, I read a book on Indian FP, foreign policy, I think, by Harsh Pant. I feel issues today told by him still exist. Comments? Has time come from India to choose sides? What's the way ahead? Yeah, he's my, he's a very dear friend. He was my boss for a short while. Uh, yeah, I agree with his book mostly, but tell me what specifically uh, issues that you think exist and we can talk about it. But no, no, no choosing sides right now. If, if, if you are making a bold play for the future, sure, choose sides. But if you're continuing as it is, just don't choose. Levi Ackerman wants to know how America can take advantage of Europe culturally if America get export and gas connections to Europe. One question at a time. How can America take advantage of Europe culturally? They already have. All Europeans wear jeans eh? and drink Coca-Cola. What does that mean? No, no, no. But what does that have to do with gas connection to Europe? No, what I think what he's saying is if if let's say Russia cuts off the spigot and US starts exporting gas to Europe, can can America take advantage of Europe? I think they've already done that. Yeah, I mean, they're already too tied in. I mean, how much more advantage can you take? Uh, but yeah, if Russia turns off the spigot, uh, 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 look, this 
this administration, the Biden administration, is not going to start fracking. So I don't think they will. If they did, maybe they could, but they are not going to. So that's that. Next. Second well, question Ukraine, is, will, yeah, turn into Ukraine Afghanistan. turn to the next Afghanistan. I suspect that's where it's going because the resistance can't hold much longer. Uh, uh, remember, the, uh, the Russians, they put out a NOTAM for May. They said no air activity in this region till May. So their own timeline, you're hearing in news that they said, oh, it's going to be three days, four days or whatever. No. They themselves budgeted for a three-month-long war. Okay. Third After that, what can... can it become an Afghanistan? I'm afraid it will. Yeah. What India can do to help Taiwan from China? Uh, like I said, the defense thing we already discussed. Uh, open up the Indian market more extensively to Taiwan. Start representing Taiwanese interests abroad. Start seeing to it that every production of defense or whatever technology has a Taiwan component in it. So to grow Taiwan's market, to grow uh, integration with Taiwan, especially to help Taiwan with defense. Yeah. Maliban Bhattacharya wants to know, hypothetically, if Russia joins NATO and US, Russia led NATO grudge a secret deal with India to deploy NATO troops across the LAC. How will PRC react? If Russia joins NATO and US, Russia led NATO. Course, a little what can, no, I think yeah. that's too far-fetched. Yeah. yeah. Next question, please. Anshuman Singh wants to know, what's your say on raw officers not recognizing Indian spies who come to India after spending 10 to 15 years in Pakistan jails? They are deprived of monetary rewards and accommodation that they were promised. Uh, do they not recognize well they do not they're not meant to recognize these guys uh, because if you do then the next spy who gets caught they'll say ha now uh, raw is saying that uh, you know they are uh, uh, you are not uh, uh, one of them but after we release you then we'll discover that you were in fact a spy so you're not meant to recognize now the monetary rewards and things that has to be done uh, the problem is again how do you do it in a way that it does not get detected? Because Pakistan has lots of overground workers here who will claim to be an NGO, uh, who will just come in to check up on the guy talking about grief counselling or trauma counselling. And they'll make notes of what is all there in the house and go back and uh, 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 report to Pakistan. Yeah, dude, his, uh, you know, his financial situation is improved, so he's getting money. So there is a way to do it. And the way to do it is mostly in finding the kids uh, and the wife uh, jobs and things like that and making them financially stable during the period of the, his incarceration so that when he comes back home, he's already in an extremely comfortable setting and the differential is not noticed. Hey, I have a question. How good is India's OGWs in Pakistan? They're terrible. Uh, mostly because we keep betraying them and uh, discarding them. Hmm. Not once, we've done it like four or five times now. So, you know, uh, it's uh, nobody, uh, let's just say being an Indian overground worker is a, a fast track to the death penalty. 
Smita Alva wants to know, thank you for putting up such information, informative programs. You're welcome, Smita Ji. My daughter wants to pursue international relations after 12th in Delhi. Which colleges and courses do you suggest? Mm. Uh, is I don't know if there's a bachelor's in international relations. Maybe Jindal or Ashoka offer it. Uh, just remember, they are indoctrination. So uh, uh, make use of the fact that they teach you a lot. Uh, but just keep an independent mind. Read outside and contextualize things. Because remember, there's no one book that you can get all knowledge, all knowledge from. Just like that, there's no one university. Symbiosis is an excellent one. Symbiosis in Pune is probably, according to me, I think for me, my brightest and smartest interns have all come from Symbiosis in Pune. I'd say that's number one if you can send your daughter there. And they do offer it at a bachelor's degree. Uh, next question, please. I think uh, our editor is on a break. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, I, he, ha he had to log out. He's coming back in. Just give one second. Unfortunately, oh, his line got dropped and he's coming back in. Um, what do you think of uh, that Sai Deepak invite and disinvite from St. Stephen's? Uh, is that going to happen again or is it done? Did they disinvite him? I thought so. Gender something, some some group. No, no, no. The, the gender group had demanded he be disinvited. But hmm. did St. Stephen's disinvite him? I have no idea. I'm, just, I'm hoping you know more about it. Uh, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but look, I think those gender studies uh, folks should be expelled because mm. uh, they're clearly against students getting uh, access to the maximum possible this thing. Uh, I mean, if you want to employ idiots like that, that's uh, I mean, uh, teach idiots like that. But I think they're unteachable. So I think the value of uh, uh, St. Stephen's education is vastly wasted on clowns like that. Uh, but anyway, it's up to... Um, his eminence, the cardinal, or whatever he is of uh, um, uh, this thing. Maliban wants to know, last question, can G order to deploy PRC's nukes akin to Putin? Sure, but on what pretext, on what grounds? Why? Why would she do that? She is watching Putin make an ass of himself. He knows the more Putin does the worse everything gets and the more dependent on Xi Jinping Putin becomes. So why would she try to soften the blow? She wants Russia to get punished badly so that she has a much better negotiation, uh, negotiating hand. Next. All right. So we call it a wrap for today. And we will send you the unanswered questions, Abhijit. And viewers, we'll have it up on Wednesday on our channel too. Thanks for joining. Namaskar. And we'll see you very soon.